Hi there. Welcome to the Retrospects podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I am Bree. And I am Erica. And we are so excited that you have decided to join us for our first ever actual real life episode. What? <laughs> I don't see anything. I feel, I feel like that was like a Wayne's World moment where <laughs> like the camera would have been like diddly do, diddly do, and like in and out. <laughs> that was so good. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You get it. You get it. And hopefully all of you at home do as well. <laughs> Who knows? We'll find out. Um, so this first season, we are covering all of Nickelodeon, and I know we are all so excited to talk about the good old days with the best shows. And I mean, obviously, not everybody was Team Nickelodeon, but everybody had at least like one show that they watched on Nickelodeon. I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. Classic. Um, so to start us off for this first episode, we're just going to be talking a little bit about the... Um, it's going to be for the Xennials, maybe the younger Gen X, um, and some of the millennials that have really good memories. <laughs> older um, siblings. Older siblings, exactly. That's what I did. I talked to a couple of my siblings about Nickelodeon and um, back in the 80s. And so some of this stuff was before our time. But uh, so we'll just talk about a little bit about the history and some of the early programming, that kind of stuff. So, Erica, would you like to fill us in on some fun history and all of that? Nice. I gladly will. First yes. of all, I'm not going to lie. I was so excited about this because I like looking up the history of anything. Yes. But especially the history of something that, like, I love so much and that we all love so much. Because it's funny. Even doing all the history, you can kind of see that the 90s were really when it started to, like, blow up. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know, it was around in the 80s, but it just didn't have that, like... I don't, it just didn't have that attention grabbing ability that it has had since I would say from like the nineties on. It really. Well, yeah. That, I mean, that, and that makes sense too, because I mean, I feel like entertainment was really changing back in the eighties into the nineties and working moms were more of a thing. So there were a lot more latchkey kids where they were just staying home and they were just watching TV because TV was their babysitter, which was one of the names that I thought about for the name of this podcast. <laughs> but I figured not everybody would relate to that. So just most you know. of us. <laughs> but yeah, like working parents, you know, it, lots of things changed across the board in the 80s and 90s. And entertainment TV just happened to be one of them. So sorry, go ahead. I interrupted. Go ahead. <laughs> Take no, away. no problem. So long story short, prior to it ever becoming Nickelodeon, originally, it was on um, this QB network, where um, it originally like started up in Canada, and then they ended up taking the show down here. And it was a show called Pinwheel. And that's yes. basically what they started the network as was Pinwheel. And I actually, I was watching a few clips of the show and it reminded me so much of kind of like a Sesame Street-esque mm -hmm. type of show because it was like, you know, they had puppets, they had different characters, but they also had like the real life people coming on. And I could see yes. definitely if I were around during that time. So that was like in the 70s and like, early late 80s I feel like I would have totally been into it because I mean it just yeah 
it was really cool and it was just cool to see like where they started as where they were just so it was more just children's programming and only children's programming mm -hmm. and then i feel like once they they kind of went through a series where they so basically they didn't have ads at all and so they weren't making any money right and so long story short somebody else came in and was kind of like yeah, we got to start getting ads. So they started getting like ad revenue and that's really kind of where it blew off and how they really, they were like, all right, we got to like change everything. So it's like, originally there was like the pinwheel logo and then they like had Nickelodeon and they were trying it out, which for those who don't know what a Nickelodeon is. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Go ahead. Because I know a lot of people, I know when I was growing up, like I wouldn't have understood what that meant. But actually, one of the original logos to Nickelodeon, one of the first, um, like, shorts that you can see, which actually you can find all these videos on YouTube. They're all available. So easy to find. Is it's like this guy basically standing and looking into, you know, what was originally a movie, which is really just moving pictures, and they would call them Nickelodeons, which movie theaters were called that up to a very long time. You'd put in your nickel, and then yeah. you would be able to see, yep, yeah. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to see it play and so on and so forth. And it was just, it's, it's cool to see like that that's how it started. And I, and then once they kind of got from there, they started adding more shows. So they had pinwheel, they had video comic book, America goes bananas, nickel flicks. And by the way, which I ended up like looking up nickel flicks. I watched a few of those. Um, America go, America goes bananas was very similar to like a, um, Oh my gosh, I can't think of the show. Uh, like a Soul Train type of show. Mm -hmm. So like it was a lot of like dancing and stuff like that. And then I, I went down a rabbit hole. I'm not going to lie. I was up at 3 a.m. And it just like, <laughs> I mean, it was insane. But those were just kind of the shows that started it. And like I said, until they started getting like the ad revenue. And then that's kind of when we started seeing what we're seeing now. Like... I, I've totally forgot to send you this link, Brie. There was this thing, and it was showing different, like, logos Nickelodeon had, but it was, the, you know, like, the ones they'd show in the beginning of the show where it's, like, D Nickelodeon, and it'd be different, yeah. like, animated different. Right. And it was so cool to see how each of them changed, which, for me, definitely the memory didn't start picking up to, like, 93, which makes sense because I was five, so that's about... But as soon as I saw it, it was, like... Yes, and even some of the older ones, I feel like Nickelodeon has played as like a throwback before because they were definitely yeah. Ones they, I think I remembered. I mean, there was like I think I remembered like the foot. I remember the splat. The always, orange splat. Always the feet with Nickelodeon. I know, I know. I'm sure we'll get there. We'll, we'll cover that <laughs> in a episode here. I don't know, in one or two episodes, we'll talk about it because it's a little weird. There is a. Yeah. By the way, I just want to clarify, yes. Nickelodeons, they really weren't a thing in the 1980s. It was like no. the early 1900s, yeah. maybe late 19th century kind of thing. Yes. Just so you know. <laughs> so you're not confused. Just in case anybody was lost and they're like, excuse me, I what, what is this Nickelodeon? I have not been yeah. to this. Yeah. No. Information that you can find on Google, but I just wanted to clarify just in case. Sorry. Continue. Hey, you know what? Good clarification. Uh, you mm -hmm. know what? We, we need it because sometimes Teamwork. people get confused. Teamwork, baby. What's going to work? Teamwork. We're going okay. ahead. So where should we go from here? 
<laughs> well, I wanted to say, I know, I know that you and I had talked about it with Pinwheel, um, yes. Pinwheel being like the flagship show. Um, yeah. The one clip that I watched of it on YouTube, because the I loved the opening sequence that I saw. It was like the first episode. And like right off the bat, it was already like diverse. Like there were. Yes. It, yes. And I was going to say that, too, because that is one thing I will say straight up that I felt like Nickelodeon has always had over Disney, and that is diversity. Yeah. What, it, yeah. I can definitely see how a lot of it, like, even with, we'll talk, like, later about the 90s shows, but even, like, like 90s shows definitely had a little bit more diversity in the casting and of even course. the cartoons and stuff. Um, but I, but even in the, you know, late 70s, whenever this that show started, which yeah. was filmed, it started out down in like Cle- or not Cleveland, but Columbus, which I was like really excited about. I sent my sister, Whoa. I sent my sister a text. I was like, did you know that this started? And she was like, I don't even remember that show. Well, <laughs> but- it's so funny too, because the amount of shows though, that like, not only that, so how it started there, well, originally like it was adapted from Canada. And so were like yeah. half of these shows that they got. And I was like, oh, I got then- you. But I mean, I feel like the the next big thing that came to Nickelodeon after those little those like four big shows, um, I should I should say big quote unquote big, was like the you can't do that on television, which yes. that was that was a Canadian show, and then it got broadcasted in the U.S. and I love that one because that was just like even before you know like all that. It, it was like another kids sketch sketch comedy show, which tons of people loved that one. Especially, I mean, you loved seeing somebody your age being able to be on TV and do something fun and silly, you know? And they could relate to because like specifically, like I said, the clip we were talking about this morning in our heads, although we're watching it thinking like, whoa, like, why would they have have this as a topic for kids in the 80s? It's it's something that totally would have just been like, oh, yeah. And it was funny. I mean, well, the clip I was watching was hilarious. But I was like, oh, there's 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 a drunk dad, drunk old yeah, dad. There, there's one, at least one episode where it was a Christmas episode and the opening scene was like this drunk dad reading his daughter like a bedtime story or something like um like the night before christmas to his daughter and his daughter was like listen dad i don't understand like how does santa go you know blah 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 she's got the calculator in her hand <laughs> and she's like and obviously she's like the smart one and the dad I feel like that was a very big play back then in the 80s was like the kids right. were smarter than the parents which i mean i feel like kind of play still kind of plays out <laughs> <laughs> exactly but i mean it, i was like as an adult when you're watching that you're like why on earth on a kid's show would they would they put a drunk father <laughs> right. very visibly like, like disheveled they didn't come out and say he was drunk but he, he looked he, little, his tie was crooked. His hair was a mess. He had food on his clothes. He was drunk. He was <laughs> he was slurring his words. Um, he was that, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, I get it because it's like you know we watch movies. Even like okay, prime example. Throw in another network here, like Disney movies. Like hello, I mean Pink Elephants on Parade. They were they were literally yeah. drunk. They were drunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, I can't even imagine, like, my kids were watching, like, Frozen if Elsa was drunk. <laughs> right. 
She's like, I'm not letting go of anything. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Gosh. But I mean, like, you think the effect that kind of, I mean, that definitely was like a forerunner for shows like all that. I mean, mean, obviously there were sketch comedy shows like SNL was already around. Laughing was one of them, you know, but I mean, like, it was like uh, the Canadian version of like the Mickey Mouse Club almost because it did have a couple yeah pretty cool alumni like Alanis Morissette which is yes freaking rad. Um, Isn't it ironic? <laughs> it's very ironic, don't you think? <laughs> I had to tell um, such a joke, such a dad joke. <laughs> I I and I I went through such an Alanis Morissette phase. In high school, like heck, even now, like every once in a while, I'll just. Oh, you don't love her. She's just wonderful. I love it. And we can relate to her more now as adults. I feel so. We're just right. like, because I'm not gonna lie, I had the jagged little pill tape when I was like, I don't know, seven. But <laughs> now I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I know yeah. I was <laughs> I remember when jagged little pill came out, and I was young. I was what like seven eight nine years old i don't even remember yeah i think it came out in 95 or 96 okay so i was younger than that i was like yeah but i remember like the lyrics scratching my nails down someone else's back like and i was like uh should i be listening to this i didn't even know what it felt it felt that's the thing that's (laughs) what i mean even when you're a kid that's why i said that conversation we had when i was like oh well kids don't know i feel like you you might not know but like you have a feeling because you're like this sounds i don't know i feel different about it i don't know what i'm feeling because i'm like seven but okay (laughs) yeah yeah you you know something's not quite right not quite for you but you want to pretend you want to pretend that you know it. Anyway, that's that's a little fun little rabbit trail. But also, I I wrote down that um, Bill Prady, who is a who was a writer and producer, um, also was on that show. And okay, so with Bill Prady, he did things like he wrote and produced things like Married with Children, Hex Star Trek, Two and a Half Men, Gilmore Girls, Big Bang Theory, some of the Muppets. Um, even if you know the name, like if you start watching some of those shows, like in the, you'll see Chuck Lorre and Bill Prady, which I've seen that I've seen his name several times before. I was going to say, I, as soon as you said those names, I've seen those so many times. Chuck Lorre and Bill Prady. Yep. And, uh, so that's, so he apparently was on that show too on, uh, you can't do that on television. It's so funny because I feel like a lot of just different people, whether it be producers, actors, actresses, whoever started from not even just that show, but from that network, like the amount of people mm-hmm. that just came came out of there, it, it's it's crazy. But I definitely, you know, I agree with you. You know, and say I feel like I feel like that show was probably like the beginning of kind of what Nickelodeon was becoming. Like that's what they were trying trying to get at. And then mm-hmm. honestly, this makes so much sense because when I was looking this up basically what helped them change it all is they pulled in somebody who did all like the marketing for MTV, which is like what made MTV blow up. And that's who they had to make their marketing. And they were like, listen, really? you know, yeah, yeah. they're like, so like, if you sit there though, and you look at some of the really old, like beginnings of Nickelodeon and like, remember all those like illustrations that used to come out for MTV, you'd see like the moving M and the T and all that stuff. And just, yes. Same person, same person to do it, which kind of makes sense now since they're literally a giant sister network of each other. Um, 
But I just said, you know, it's so funny because they even said that like after that, that was really when the channel started to take off, which was around like they said like 80, 89 and 90 when they really started like changing right. it. And I said, go figure too. I said, just a change in like art, which makes sense because it went from being like little more of like a little kids directive to like, oh, this seems cool. This, oh, that's somebody who's like dressed like me, who acts like me, but they've drawn in a cool, colorful animation. So it looks interesting. It really just, they knew how to draw those kids in, not necessarily like the younger group or the older group, but that like in-between group, like the tween group that I feel yes. like no, nobody was hitting until right. that point. And Nickelodeon really like lassoed that so well. Turned it up. And this one goes to 11. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Are we going to get sued? Hopefully not. Okay. And this one goes to 11. Um, okay. The other show that I thought was very interesting that came out of the 80s was Double Dare. Yes. Oh. Double Dare was that, that show. I loved watching Mark Summers. Like, I wanted him to be my dad. I liked my dad. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but well, Everybody I wanted, wanted Mark Summers. Everybody wanted it? Mark Summers to be their dad. Yes. He was like, he seemed so cool and so fun. And all of the challenges. I remember being a kid. Like, I remember when I was a kid, we had an Atari. And um, an, an Atari and a really old Nintendo. And I had a Double Dare game. And I spent so much time playing that Double Dare game on those on those things. I, you know what? I can't even remember if it was on Atari or if it was on Nintendo or not. I bet but it was anyway, on Nintendo because Atari probably didn't have the capability to do that. Yeah, that's true. I did have an Atari, though, and I loved it. It was so so much fun. But yeah, you're probably right. It was probably Nintendo. But uh, yeah, that show started like in the early 80s and went like another 10 years on Nickelodeon. I was going to say they had with the um freaking double dare 2000 family double dare right they had forever and his voice i feel like it's just a voice you can recognize out of anywhere like as we grew up and then all of a sudden um i started watching the show unwrapped and i was like oh my god it's mark summers <laughs> and then it immediately, yes. like, brings, me, it immediately brings me back like i actually have a really cool story about double dare so they did I was young. I have a very, I wouldn't say vivid. It's its a scattered memory, but it did happen, and I confirmed it happened because I thought maybe I was having a fever dream, but no. So at one point, our local mall, they had, like, a sponsored Nickelodeon something, and they had, like, the rollers that you could go through, and they had almost, like, a little thing set up to do, and I was able to, like, do a couple of the things, like, the little rollers and stuff, and I was young. I Again, that's all I remember. I just remember going through those two things and them being really, really tight, you know, like the blue <laughs> rollers that they have. But, like, after that, I was like... I want to go on the show and all this stuff, which later I actually found out that most of the people who went on the show hated their time there and actually really, really hate. Yeah, if you actually look into, so like it wasn't Mark Summers, it, it wasn't any of that, but like you were there, so they said they would record like five different shows at a time doing it within the day, so it might be you, then another show, then another show, and another show, but they might not record your part right away, so they a lot of them were like, you'd be soaking wet, the food would be like, you know, moldy and all this stuff. So a lot of people actually like had 
complains about it because it's like those oh. are the things you don't think about. You're like, oh, I guess that makes sense. And if you're there for like a 12-hour day, so what? Because I watched this guy talk about, it and he's like, what you see for 30 minutes? He goes, I was there for 12 hours. He goes, you get so excited because you're like, wow, it's fun. He goes, when you run through that main thing, there's you stop. There's different takes. It's like so I was like, oh, oh, well, that's kind of sad. But I'm glad I didn't know that till I was an adult. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause you wanted so badly to be on that show. Um, and I feel like that one was like the forerunner for some of the other game yeah. shows that were on Nickelodeon, which I'm sure we'll talk about next episode or Figure whatever. Figure it out all that stuff. Figure it out. I mean, heck, um, the one with Olmec, gosh, Legends ah, of the Hidden Temple. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, and uh, there was... There's more. I, I My brain hurts right now. So. There's one from the early 90s that I can't even... Um, What was the one? Nick Arcade. Nick, Nick Arcade. Arcade. Oh, um, JC from um, uh, NSYNC was on that. Was um, he really? I didn't yes, know Matt, that. Matt and I had watched an episode a while back, but I love that show. And we actually watch it all the time with the kids. Like currently right now, I have the song stuck in my head when they're going up the thing. And it's like... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> And, like, you might get the bully or you might get Mikey. I don't know. <laughs> I remember wanting to go in that video game so bad after, like, at the end when they get to go in and, like, play and you have to, like, hit all the right spots and stuff. That's fantastic. Oh, God, I love it. Oh, oh man. Okay, so there's tons of, like, these are the ones that are, like, setting the precedent for, yes. I feel like, Nickelodeon's golden age. You know what I mean? Agreed. So what else was there regarding... Is there anything else regarding Double Dare or any other show? There's one more show that I would like to talk about, and that's Mr. Wizard's World. Yes, and also we should mention that the uh, the Kids' Choice Awards debuted in 1988, and it was originally called The Big Ballot. But they wanted oh. to do it because there were no award shows that weren't kind of like, it was kind of like a, a slap at the award shows for being stuffy. And they were like, no, we're going to have a fun version of it. So I just yes. wanted to throw that in there. Take it away. Yeah, so Mr. Wizard's World was just a really fun science show. It was just this really sweet man who would bring kids on a show and they would just do experiments. And uh, it was kind of, it was called Mr. Wizard's World because it was like science is magic kind of thing. Right. And uh, it was educational, but it seemed fun. And I think that was kind of missing from their lineup. They yes, I, I noticed of- that too, but they did mention it. A few times in the videos, and I've seen clips here and there um, yes. of it. So I noticed that too. So I'm glad that you brought that up because I it ain't here on my notes. Yeah, the um, I asked my older brothers and my sister some of the things that they remembered from the <laughs> '80s specifically, and uh, because I mean we were we were around, but we were so little we didn't know. I do remember Mr. Wizard's World being played on at played on TV at like five o'clock in the morning. Yes, <laughs> that's, would, crazy. That, that's yes. where you, you would see the reruns and stuff before Nick Jr. would come on at like six or six thirty. Mm-hmm. Mr. Wizard's World would be playing before that, and that was just a that was a really fun show to watch. Um, yes, it is like somewhat boring if you aren't into science and you aren't into like that kind of thing it was just my older brother was like i he really liked it because he was a sciencey nerd so and it kind of shaped he was one of those 
smart intellectual type people (laughs) you know so then they got to be kids too so (laughs) you know and i feel like though i personally think if it weren't for that show we may have not had other shows like bill nye the science guy beekman's world all those other yes yes all those other kind of like and i do feel like a lot of those shows too were starting to like come out around that time i feel like it was their way of trying to make science fun right and you know like you know, like you were saying, you know, a lot of these kids were latchkey kids, so they're not necessarily going anywhere. They're not going to be doing any experiments, but do they still want to watch it and still get to enjoy these things like any other kid? Of course. So here it is on your TV. Exactly. Especially like on sick days when you were home from from home from school and you had nothing to do because your mom wouldn't let you leave the house. Yep. You would ha- like, what else are you going to do? You're going to watch something. You're going to try to watch something somewhat educational and your mom would be like, okay with it. Right. Um, one more thing I forgot to mention. I did forget to mention this whenever we were talking about Double Dare. Double Dare apparently started the slime. Like that's, that's what Nickelodeon is known for. The green slime. It's funny that you say that though, because when I looked it up, I read that, was it Pinwheel or... Um, you, you can't do this on television that one of them had the, I, one of them had the green slime in it, a video really? I watched this morning and that's where Double Dare got it from. Cause they would use it, they would use it in like their, pra, uh, uh, like their like jokes that they would do. I'm trying to remember which clip it was. This was 3am when I watched this, but I know that I saw that. Well, you know what? Maybe it was, maybe they got the idea from one of those shows, but I think they perpetuated it like it was oh, a common... 100% sure that that's what definitely like solidified the slime yes but then as soon as you said that I was like I remember them saying that like somebody did a slime thing and they were like hey we like that we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go with that and it's fun you know it's a it's a totally I remember just growing up and always wanting to be slimed oh so bad <laughs> even now like I would absolutely be slimed and I want that green applesauce all over me. <laughs> it does look like green applesauce. It was, and the colors that they used were so, it was so smart. Especially, well, back in the, in the, in the 90s, like, I feel like it became more bright green, bright green and orange. It I found was, about the slime, I googled it while we were talking. <laughs> it was, it said, according to Bill Buchanan, a crew member on You Can't Do That on Television for its for its whole run, the slime was invented early in the show's history. He was working in the props department one weekend when he got a rundown of items needed for the upcoming show, and that was one of them. Get out of town. I know! I hate it a lot. I feel like you, everybody at, everybody listening, just keep a tally of how many times I say, get out of town. Just, or, you know, something to that effect. Keep a tally on how many times I'm going to Google information, because I'm like, hold on, do we have that right? Because that's the thing, too. So, since Bree and I don't live near each other, her and I may get two totally about different information, because as we know, the internet is full of varying information. It's true. But and we're not going to go there today. No, but, you know, I was I wanted to make sure that I wasn't full of baloney, because I know that, you know, sometimes I might think something, then I'm like, okay, wow, it's totally wrong. So I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just, like, talking out my booty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get you. I get you. But that makes sense. Uh, yeah, that's really cool. And I like that a lot. Um, I think the... The slime is like the staple, like one of the staples of anything Nickelodeon related. I mean, even with the Kids' Choice Awards and those things. Like, I remember B 
being so excited whenever you would see the celebrities come to the Kids' Choice Awards and seeing them get slimed. And you're like, come on now, you know that was going to (laughs) happen. Because it was just like, of it's course they did. And they love it. And you know they love it. Yeah. I remember watching some of the some of their faces and being like, they hated it. But I was like, come on now. Like, have fun. You're at a kid's choice awards. Like, well, it's funny. I saw yeah. one celebrity and they got slimed, but they didn't get slimed with it coming down. They got slimed in the face like this. And they said the whole, oh. I don't remember what celebrity it was. They go, the whole time I couldn't see. They said, because it blinded me. And it's like <laughs> coming out my nose. And I'm just like, thank you. And I don't remember who it was, but so funny that I said the thing about the applesauce because I was like, I wanted to see what it was made out of. It's made of vanilla pudding, applesauce, green food coloring, and oatmeal. You know, that makes sense, especially the pudding. It definitely looks yeah. like pudding. So, and that, that applesauce, I, I see, I always feel like I saw like applesauce, like that texture. That's why I always called it that. I was like, it reminds me of green applesauce. Yeah, I mean, at least it wouldn't taste terrible. No, right? It, it, no. That's, true. that's true. You just be like, Mm, a little, it's like a little apple cinnamon oatmeal. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? I think that was, that's, is there anything else that you are looking to discuss or to cover? I mean, I feel like, you know, we kind of touched on it because it's not like there was, and I'm sure as you noticed, a ton happening for a long time from like 1979 to like 1989. They were kind of just really up until like Double Dare was coming out. And even then it was really just like double, it was like, one show that was like kind of a hit because I feel like they really weren't like streaming out the hits until like the 90s right before right. I feel like a lot of this was kind of like I feel like from probably like the 80s was kind of their trial period I would mm-hmm. I, I would say but I'm I'm glad that we were able to talk about it and I'm glad that like we like were able to do the research and look into it and I also love that like you had pieces of information that even I didn't know and that I didn't find so that's also like super fun and fascinating. That is fun. Yeah. And we can, um, definitely explore. I'm sure there's a couple th- shows that overlapped from like 1988 or 89 that okay. went into the nineties. Um, and we'll talk about those next time. Like, Hey dude, Hey dude, I think oh, started. Oh, in oh, yes. yes. Uh, so we'll definitely get to talking about that and several other shows for next episode here. Our goal is to release two episodes well, our intro, this episode, and the second episode all at once whenever we release. And then what we'll do is try to do release every week or every other week. We'll f- we'll give it a shot. We'll, we'll test it out. We'll We're see how it goes. We'll see exactly. how it goes. So uh, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us. We really enjoyed our time today. I think that, you know, we're just having fun just chit-chatting and Thank you so much for being here with us and enjoying it too, hopefully. Um, anything else you want to say before I give our information out? I mean, I think that you have said it all. Um, thank you guys for joining. I'm so excited to really, really like get into this because this was exciting, but I'm really looking forward to just diving into the stuff that we can really relate to. Yes, absolutely. Me too. So if you have any questions or you have any comments about some of the things that we might have missed, feel free to email us. And our email is theretrospectspodcast at gmail.com. And be on the lookout for our social media and 
also thank you so much for joining us and yeah we'll have to come up with some kind of like tagline until yesteryear i'll be saying that's all folks that's all folks <laughs>